the project. Kuwait. Learn. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the project. I sit down today with Emil Shalhan again, and we break down all things Battle of the East. We discuss individual winners, team winners, and even into some of the powerlifting stuff. So it was a hell of an episode, jam-packed with a lot of, I don't know if you want to call it run-of-the-mill gossip, but we were kind of hashing things out about different individual athletes and teams. So it packs a punch. We talk about some of the events that are going to be in it. We also go into, and this was towards the end of the episode, models for the right CrossFit box, especially for kids. And Armand has some great ideas, and I hope to see it come to fruition here in Kuwait, especially amongst the public and the private schools. So enjoy this episode, guys. Please don't forget to leave us a rating or review on iTunes, and you may get a chance to win a cool, kick-ass, limited-edition Project T-shirt. So go ahead and do it. Enjoy. All this and more in today's episode. I'm Shalhan back on the show, dude. Salam alaikum. <laughs> Are we going Arabic today? Arabic, English, whatever you like. No, let's keep it English. Let's man. keep it English. We're gonna, we're going to be doing the gossip mill today. Oh, there's a lot of things we want to talk about today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're gossiping quite a bit before the show started, dude. I know. Yeah. I so know. here's a question. You said, yeah, is my equipment good? Is it as good as TV equipment? Well, to be honest, your equipment are, are really great. Thank you. I mean, I'm a commentator in Kuwait TV sport, and we're still old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah, we're still old-fashioned. Can you get me a job as a commentator? Why not? I've, I've always wanted to, like, can I be an English commentator? I've always wanted to do commentating. How hard is it, though, to, like, think on your feet? Like, Well, for football, sometimes you must have the same effort for 90 minutes, continuous 90 minutes, like 45, 45. The only break you have is 10 minutes, which is not enough. Yeah. So, yeah, it is hard. Like, the informations you have, the tone you have, like, also your vocal cords that needs to be resting most of the time. <laughs> you, re- you really need to know how to, like, level up and level down through the game. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, not to wake my son up because he's asleep right now, but can you give us your goal? Like, goal, you know? Okay, oh, sometimes it has to be... طبعاً عندنا في هذه المحاولة القادمة عن طريق بدر المطوع في جهات اليمين يلعبها كرة عالية والأنصاري تسديدة هدف يأتي وقول نعم هو القادسي الذي يسجل أولاً That's how you do it That was freaking epic dude Dude, I felt like I was in a soccer game. That was absolutely... <laughs> All right, now let's hear it in English. No, in English. Oh, come on, no, man. You gotta, I haven't done anything you in gotta, English. You got to try it at least. Like in CrossFit, you're going to see me better doing it in the, than football. <laughs> All right, let's let's hear your CrossFit. Like someone just cleaned like, I don't know, 355. Okay, for example, you can have... Let's, like, let's, let's like say... For, for cleaning, like I can go with Mehdi Boussakhar. Okay. Who, who always amazes us with his lifts in the CrossFit competitions, and he still has the heaviest, heaviest snatch in Battle of the East. That was in 2016, yeah, 2016. He he still has the heaviest snatch. What was it? If I recall, it was maybe 137 kg. Damn, yeah, he's really good. Damn. He's really good. He has the record now of uh, the national competitions in Kuwait: 151. So he beats Bu Abbas. There are different weights, to be honest. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so right, we cannot right, say right, that. Okay. Why is, is uh, Mehdi Boussakhar, is he a higher weight or a Yeah, low? He is, he's higher weight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's, he's a higher. big guy. Huh? Yeah, he's a big guy. And he's really, really, really good. Like, I can imagine him really getting close to the 160 kg. Wow. Because he said it last time. 
I had it over my head in one of the competitions, but he didn't lift it. So it's there. And I can imagine that he can clean 200. Damn. Yeah, 200 and jerking 200. He's really good. He's really, really good. That's four, no. 455. Holy yeah. shit. Mashallah, mashallah. Yeah, mashallah. Now he's concentrating on two upcoming competitions throughout, it's going to be the Arab competitions okay. uh, for the clubs and for the national teams. Him and his brother, his younger brother. All right. Yeah, okay. Muhammad. Also, Muhammad is really good. He's, he's really talented. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's some serious weight right there. And it's funny because we haven't been weightlifting in Kuwait for that long. Like it's just starting to pick up steam. I think, you know, weightlifting, powerlifting, I think it's really starting to kick up now. And it's probably going to become a hebba in about, I don't know, six months. No, it's, uh, <laughs> well, hebba, I cannot say that it's going to just going to be a hype for a moment and then goes down because we're, I'm, I'm seeing now a lot of people going for weightlifting and also powerlifting. For, for yeah. example, Babas, Yusuf Babas. Yeah, yeah. Now he has his own team. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. it, dude. I love yeah. it. And he's really improving coaching-wise. He's really improving a lot of people. And he has some notable athletes that we can see and we can eye on the upcoming BOE. So, yeah, like we have 45 athletes who are competing. I think he has five or wow. six competing there. Dude, his athletes, though, one thing I got to tip my cap to him for is he has some regular average Joe guys, right? <laughs> and I, I love seeing the average guy lift some serious weight because it's you know what i mean it's like it's that's awesome that to me is like it's it's epic and then you see him you know going out to dinner with his buddies you know he puts it on instagram i love it dude <laughs> and he makes fun of us crossfitters all the time yeah yeah i don't know what he has against crossfit but he really makes me laugh so hard sometimes <laughs> when he talks about crossfit yeah but you can't blame him though but he did train crossfit in in Ramadan, last Ramadan. Really? Yeah. That's He's been coming to our gym and went to Circuit, went to CrossFit Q8 and different gyms just to train uh, CrossFit. And really, he really did good. I can see it. He's got that mentality, dude. We were just talking about the beast mode switch mentality. And you know what? Honestly, like you've seen me in the competition. I got my eye black on. When I compete, I'm competing. It's I'm going into war. I've got that mentality. You have I grew to. up with it. Yeah, you have to. You know, some other guys, they play calm and you know, they listen to like Mozart, whatever the hell they want to do. That's that's your call, dude. You do you during a competition, you know? Yeah, of course. So let's dive right into it. Let's talk about the upcoming BOE. And first, I want to shout out to, we were talking about them a little bit earlier, CrossFit Kuwait. They've CrossFit got, Kuwait, they've got yeah. some serious athletes coming in. I think they have seven athletes in total. The ex-wrestler, what's his name? Nasr Wayeh. Nasr Wayeh. Yes. There's a, there's, there's, and I'm not saying this literally, but there's money on him. You know, like money on him means he's going to do good progress. Everyone is expecting a lot from Nasr. Like Nasr, before he went to the USA for the career of WWE wrestling, he used to do really good in competitions. Now everyone is like uh, anticipating what could he do in the next battle of these since that he's going to be competing uh, like in the same floor with Al-Umda. That's the thing. Like everyone is saying, like from the people who I've talked to, like the only man who is like likely to beat Al-Umda this year in the battle is Nasser. What so, about Jarala though? Come on. You can't sell Khalid you can't. or Fahed short. Or of Fahed. course. Of like course. you can't sell either of those guys short. If there's a run, and this is what I've heard. If there's a run, Nasser Rwaya is losing. I heard he's not good in running. He's not efficient enough in running. Versus Khalid Jarala, who we know, you know, from the uh, SWAT team competition he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy can run. Well, <laughs> people have their own 
the people have their own opinions. I have my own opinion. I still can see Khalid Al-Jalala this year, next year, the year after being one of the top three athletes in the Battle of the East. He's one of the most complete athletes in CrossFit in Kuwait. He has everything like uh, good lifting, good aerobic capacity, and good mentality, and also experience. Yes. He's experienced. He's not the guy who would do like, boom, go in the first heat and then slows down. No, he knows what he's doing. He's really good. So I'm still like, yeah, Al-Umda, Khalid, number three, there's a lot of people. Yeah, I can say Nasr, Ali Jamal, Fahad, Rakan Al-Amiri. We got, yeah. I mean, when James was on our last episode and we were talking about Battle of the East and one of the things that we said there may not be a Kuwaiti on the podium this year. That's most likely to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be an interesting battle of the East yeah. if we see that, including the female di- division too, because you got some strong females if they get the visas coming over, that their numbers outrank some of our female numbers. What do you think about that? Well, from the men's side, I hope I can see this athlete coming this year, Basil Qatamish from Palestine. Palestine, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he was a regionals athlete. Yep, and he was like. Really close in the place between him and uh, and Al Amda, like uh, Al Amda beat him in one place, I think. And from the women's side, yeah, you have a lot of good people. You have our athlete from the UAE, yeah, Shahad Budips, yeah. You have Amna bin Bahar, yep. Like also, you have from Bahrain. There's a lot of uh, good athletes. There's one from CrossFit Delmon. I can't recall the name. This year in Kuwait, we're seeing Hayes Sharhan coming back competing again. No, she's not competing this year. No, no, she's not. She, um, I don't, I don't think she's competing this year. I mean, dude, you got to give her credit. Last year, I thought she's going to compete this year. I I don't think she's competing this year. I didn't see her name on the list. Oh, I mean, if you look at it last year, dude, Mm -hmm. she came back after having a kid. After yeah, of course, like you got to give her credit. That takes some serious guts. She really did a good job. She did. She She really did. did a good job. Yeah. She did a she did a good job as an athlete, as a coach, and you know she's probably one of the best females in this country, and one of the best CrossFit athletes in this country to step out there. And you know maybe she's taking some time off right now, regrouping, and you know she'll probably come back and she'll kill everybody next year. Well, maybe she's going to kill some people in the open. Who knows? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, the open right, is dude? just two days now. It's turned into an interesting mix this year. I mean. Let's be real. Let's look at all the boxes in Kuwait, okay? You've got... Now, let's start with the Kuwaiti boxes. The real... The legit Kuwaiti boxes, CrossFit Kuwait being first and foremost. They were the first CrossFit box, essentially, in Kuwait, right? And they have some of the top-ranking athletes. And I'm giving them a huge shout-out because I didn't when I... You know, when I had the interview with James, I didn't talk about them when... I should have given them more credit. And you got Compact CrossFit. You got CrossFit Salam. You've got a bunch of boxes with some good athletes coming out. And this year's been a good mix, right? I mean, or is it just me? No, this year has been a good mix, yeah. You have a lot of people competing now. Yes, CrossFit Q8, Nasr Waya, Ali Jamal, Samir Al-Musawi, Salim Al-Fadala. He's masters, by the way. Uh, he's out of CrossFit Kuwait. Yeah, right? he's out of CrossFit Kuwait. Yeah, I saw his I saw his name on the list. He's and, one of the guys that's going to kick my yeah. ass. So it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm just hoping my goal for this one is to beat like two people. That's it. <laughs> that's that's all. You're going to do good. Don't worry about that, man. You're going to do. I, good. I, don't, I don't know. Just put your my eye makeup on, and that's it. <laughs> I love it. My makeup, dude. It's eye black, man. Come on. You ever watch Remember the Titans? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. CrossFit Kuwait have good athletes. Combat CrossFit, like uh, 
they still don't have like Saud al-Siddiqui. Yeah, Saud al-Siddiqui. He's really good. And he's been coached by uh, Mu'taz Marzoghi, okay. to, uh, our Tunisian friend who is now in uh, the UAE coaching. You have also in CrossFit, Flair Fitness, Hani Ragum. He's really doing good. He's one of the... He's, I'm expecting a lot from him this year. Like, I'm expecting him to be not one of the top 10, maybe one of the top five. Oh, wow. Because wow. he's really be, he's really doing good. I've been seeing him competing last year. I've been seeing him training this year. He's been putting on all the work that he needs in lifting, in aerobic capacity, in gymnastics. And he's really getting good. He's really getting good. And he's someone who, is, who you should see him in the battle this time. And also in the upcoming Open. Like, I expect him to be, like, really good in the Open. The guys from Circuit Plus, of course, we, we can't forget those guys. You have Fahad Al-Jarallah. You have, uh, like, Khaled. We we can say a lot of things about yeah. him. I'm a huge fan of Fahad, by the mm. way. Like, for some reason, seeing that guy's guts on the floor. like He is a hard worker. He is, really. He, he really is a real is. hard worker, Fahad. Yeah. Fahad Al-Jarallah. You have Rakan Al-Amiri, also one of the coaches over there. Who took second in Flair? Okay. Yeah, he took second in Flair. You have also Ali Lamar from Circuit Plus. You have well, there's a lot of athletes we can't. Yeah, in Circuit yeah, Plus, you can't I mean, count. you're yeah. naming off the top yeah. right there. There's a lot of athletes from Circuit Plus competing in the battle this year, so you cannot just say someone and forget the others. So, yeah. what do you think of the swim? Now we know Fed. We know Fed swims a lot, all right? Like, if you watch that guy's Instagram, that guy's swimming in the sea, like, three times a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. every time I look at that guy's story, it's like he's, you know, he's, he's doing, like, a 10K swim or something crazy. <laughs> so we know he can swim. We definitely know his brother can swim. So if there's a swim, that definitely plays to their advantage and a lot of other good swimming athletes. Now, when I was talking to other athletes, they're like, no, we hate swims. Personally, I always thought swimming was easy just because I've been doing it my whole life. What kind of a mix do you think the swim's going to be? And all the rumors that have been surfacing around of diving and grabbing something. Everyone was saying running yeah. and this and that. So what what's your what's your prediction for that that event itself? Well, it's going to be a mix. It's not going to be just a swim. Like I think there might be running with the swim. There could be like using the equipments, rower bikes with the swim. But the debate is the location of the swim. Yeah, people were saying like uh, the sea or in a pool. People yeah. were saying like, it was, is it going to be in El Corniche? Is it going to be in another place? Inspire, like here. There's been a lot of talk about, about the swim. Like, what can you say for the people? You just have to tell them like, get ready for the swim. Yeah, yeah, yep. which is really something good. Like to see this uh, addition of the battle, I really liked it. And I know that that there will be a lot of people complaining about this thing, but you have to be honest with them. Like. 70% of the competitions in uh, in the world, they have a swimming uh, event. The CrossFit Games have uh, a triathlon yeah. for the athletes maybe two years ago. Yep. Yeah, which is something normal. Dude, I'd love it if they had a triathlon. They had a triathlon. I would love it because it would expose so many weaknesses to some of the athletes that are going to be competing. We all know people can run. We know they can swim, but can they bike? Everyone thinks biking is easy. Now, that's the problem we really had in Kuwait. Since the beginning of CrossFit in Kuwait, like everyone was fond of workouts that had toes to bars, muscle ups, and barbell or the, something. It's the cool crap. It's the cool crap. It's the cool crap that yeah. everyone loves but to do. But then, if, you are, if, you, if you're a CrossFit athlete, you have to know that also endurance is part of the game. So putting a running event, just like last year, they had 4.5K, which is, yeah, it's just something good. 
you've seen how the ranking and the leaderboard changed yeah. with that running event because everyone is sometimes complain about the heavy lifting. They say like, why do we have heavy lifting? We know this guy can lift heavy and he's going to take first place. Okay, it's going to be the same for him if he was running or swimming. That's a weakness. Yep. It's the same thing we talk about. Let's talk about Rich Froning. His weakness is running. Let's talk about Matt Fraser, who was behind in the CrossFit Games because of running events. Yeah. But he improved himself in these running events. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he was like, he knows what's his weakness and he runs on these weaknesses to become a strong point for him. Now, that's the thing that I don't see in most of the people here in Kuwait. Like they concentrate mostly on heavy lifts, moving well with the barbell, gymnastics, running only. Okay, biking, swimming. I know a lot of guys who haven't, been, who haven't done any swim in the last four months. Dude, how, how many guys do wall balls? <laughs> All right. My coach literally has me doing, I, I probably do wall balls two or three times a week. One of my days is called a shoulder endurance day, which it's 20 wall balls with a 30 pound ball straight into 30 wall balls with a 20 pound. So 30 pounds, 20, 20 pounds, 30. Then it's max, max uh, push presses with dumbbells. Plus all my workouts are with a 30 pound ball. When I did the uh, Bahrain workout, I did 60 unbroken. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was like, wait, why are people breaking it up? A lot of the guys that I talked to, I was like, why are they breaking up? And then someone was like, yeah, no one does wall balls here. I'm like, really? Like, it's such a, like, it's a grunt work movement. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the same thing as running. Like, no one likes to do it. We all hate doing it. It doesn't look pretty. Antica, of course. You're throwing a ball up. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, of course. So you think it's just a lot of people like doing the cool shit, handstand walking. Obviously, everyone's been doing that. I hope they don't have it in Battle of the East. Well, you can't say that. It, it has to come. It would be funny if they, it wasn't there because everybody's been working on hands. I think walks. it might come maybe in the semifinal, maybe the third workout before cutting the athletes. Yeah. Like maybe it could be like that. It would be nice if they put it at the beginning again. I would say put it at the beginning again because then you weed out a lot of the grunt workers because some guys can do the grunt work and get into the semifinals and look up at the rings and then they're like, oh shit. It depends on their uh, point of view. What they, <laughs> What do they need to do? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, that's what I told you. Like the swimming thing shocked a lot of people, and uh, I know, like, yeah, I know there's a lot of people who complain. Even last year, there's a lot of people who complained about the running workout, about the handstand workout, and one of them said, like, it's too bad that the battle spirit has fell down. I'm like, why? Why would you say that? The guys want to make this competition a better one. They want to make the people see that the the athletes on the competition floor are doing like they're raising the bar. Yeah, they're they're raising, they're raising the, bar. the bar. They're leveling leveling up. That's yeah. the that's what they're saying now this year. So it's not it's not something for you to complain if you cannot do these kind of things. You should work on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. You're 100. Mm -hmm. percent Now, I mean, and I think that's a good point. Like this year, with the athletes that have been leveling it up throughout the year, and you're, you know, you see it in the leaderboards. I mean, Jossam and Galuff, I got to give him credit out of the bar. This is Jossam. Yeah, he's he's also one of the guys we we're expecting him to see how he does this year in uh, the battle. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I was giving him crap earlier, like tonight, because I, I just saw him at the gym. <laughs> I just came back from the gym, and I was like, dude, so how you feeling with battle of these? He's like, I'm just gonna have fun, man. I'm just gonna have fun. No, yeah. You have to you have to smash it over there. Yeah, yeah. He, we we all know he's gonna go in there trying to smash it. And it's funny, I was giving him crap. I told him that I uh I snatched one ten today. 
I was like, no, I didn't snatch a 110. <laughs> but I told him that. He's like, no, man, are you serious? I was like, yeah, dude, ask this guy. <laughs> I was like, do you want to put the weight back on your bar? <laughs> but like, I think he's going to do really well. He's been improving a lot, especially with Istanbul. I mean, he beat a lot of guys in some of the workouts. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been seeing the leaderboard. And there's a lot of guys over there who said, like, he really did good. Like, you can expect a lot of things from him. Yeah. Yeah. You can expect a lot of things from him. Yeah. I think next year is when he's really going to, like, flourish as an athlete. Once he gets some experience under his belt in CrossFit. He needs experience. Like, most of the guys, yeah, really need experience. Like, for example, Hani. Hani, I think, yeah, last year was his first competition as an individual in the Battle of the East. He used to do, like, the students' competition in Flair. But like as a major competition, this was his first. And then he did the, the Flair one last January and he really did good. And he's not someone who's stable in his place. No, he's improving and getting better and better all the time. Yeah. So yeah, everyone is saying and talking who's going to be after Khalid al-Jarallah. Yeah. You have Fahad, Ali Jamal, Nasr Wayah. Yeah, Khalid al-Jarallah's uh, got at least another seven years in him. Maybe. maybe. Look, if you look at the, the CrossFit athletes now... They're starting to peak at a later age. A lot of these guys this year were 31, 32 that were doing really well. They were beating out some of the guys in their 20s. I think experience has a huge part to play. Of course. Definitely. Of course. So I think you're going to keep seeing these the CrossFit athletes in the games. The older they get, the more of a ranking they're going to I mean, Sam Briggs. You know, she's 37. She's an she, engine. She destroyed Dubai last she's year. She's an engine. She's exceptional. Sam Briggs, I mean... She has a chance to be in the Masters of the CrossFit Games. Yeah. But no, she competes with the regular guys. Yeah, I, I don't blame yeah. her, dude. And blame. in one of the workouts, I think that was 2017, yeah, when there was a swim, run, and bike. And she really beat it a lot of guys. One of the yeah. guys was uh, Brent Fukowski. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, she I was, remember that. Yeah, yeah you're she, right. she's you're really right. good. She has a strong engine, and still she has a strong engine. Yeah, she's like... And that's the thing. I think the older athletes are getting. And from my perspective, I think they're kind of like, look, screw you guys. You know, you're going to put us in a master's category, knock down. Like masters, they used to have more athletes. Now it's like 10 athletes qualify. Like, are you kidding me? You yeah. know, like all these guys are going to turn into master's athletes eventually. And you're cutting down the playing field more and more. Hopefully it just opens up more masters tournaments or more masters competitions. But no one wants to see old guys go out there and jump on a bar. <laughs> why not why not we've seen we've seen that in the in rogue competition i think that was in uh, may when we have the legends ben smith oh, yeah, and jason yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Like that. oh that's something cool that, that is, is something cool yeah it's cool when you have throwbacks like that yeah now let me ask you a couple questions about flair here because you're a flair boy mm -hmm. so what are some of these new categories they're going to introduce can we get a sneak peek well on the project because are they going to have a master's category? Well, what I can say for you is that the competition is going to be in January, and that's it. We still haven't been... Oh, uh, yeah, we oh, still he's, haven't... He's keeping it hush-hush. We still haven't 100% decided what's going to be like. There's a lot of talk. It's all right. I'll get yeah. Sam on the show. I'll see if I can get him to spill the beans. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing, nothing for the project people, dude? Come on, man. Have a heart. <laughs> what I can say for you is that... You got to give us a little sneak peek. Well, I'm putting what, the pressure what can, on. What, can I, <laughs> what I can say for you is that the next competition will be really great. All right. Better awesome. than last year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. I don't know how you guys are going to top that up. Personally, I liked how the flare comp 
everything was on time. You know, everything was scheduled perfectly. It ran seamlessly, to be honest with you. Like, heat was like 20 minutes late versus what I had seen in other competitions where they're like a half an hour, an hour late. Oh, damn. You know. You should see the work behind the scenes. <laughs> Dude, I can, I can you imagine. You should see the work behind the scenes. Like, I ha we have one of the guys who's uh, like Abdul Mahsan Dashti, Bubarak. He's the old guy with the cab and he always has his backpack with him. And he's really like, I can say, a dynamo. That's amazing. He, he's really, he's really, really, really good in organizing these kind of things. I think last year, if he wasn't there, we would have really been screwed because he was really organizing things very well. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. cooperating with Sam and the others. Yeah, he was really organizing all the things well. That's pretty cool, dude. Mm. That's really cool. So are you excited to do Battle of the East? I'm excited after time. So when are we going to see you on the competition floor? Well, you might see me in one of the heats in the battle. Really? You might see me. I am thinking of it, actually. Did you qualify? No, I didn't qualify, actually. Did you get a wild card? Not a wild card. It's just for fun. So they'll let you in just for fun? <laughs> that's, that's, all right. That's cool. That's cool. Last year, I qualified like I was 36 qualifying. All right. But I like declined because I was uh, going to host the event. I like hosting the events. Yeah. Well, yeah. dude, you lift some serious weight, mashallah. I like Anyana. You lift some serious weight. You've got an engine from what I've heard. So like, dude, when are I'm, we going to see I'm you? I'm just compete, doing man? things. I'm just doing things for fun. You just like being behind the mic. <laughs> I just like being behind the mic. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to lose the spotlight as an athlete. I'll keep it with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on things. I'm working on things. Maybe inshallah and Sad Kuwait also. Outside. What about Bahrain? I didn't see you do Bahrain the qualifiers for no that. I did the qualifiers yeah I did the qualifiers for Bahrain just uh, to test them and see how the qualifiers yeah. are I'm working on events inside Kuwait and outside Kuwait at the moment like we have a lot of things coming on uh, we have the flying start the uh, triathlon coming on yep. the battle for sure the Gulf Bank marathon things outside Kuwait like we're still uh, going on these things and hoping that things go well so yeah well, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they don't want you to compete. They're like, we'll lose our competitor. <laughs> Who the hell are they going to replace you with? Well, I don't think anyone's qualified, dude, to be honest with you. Well, I don't know about that. Come on. We have to see. Come on. Like, good commentators here in Kuwait, and they're like, come on. Let's be realistic. Okay, we can, they can find someone with a good voice. That's easy. But to teach them how to actually commentate during an event, there's an art to it. There's an art and a science. And it's learned with experience, right? That's right. So, yeah. That's that, right. That's me giving you some serious props <laughs> <laughs> and saying, please, please don't kick my ass at all. Uh, so if you're gonna have, a, you're gonna have a lot of shoutouts this year. <laughs> <laughs> no man, no, dude. Let me lose gracefully. <laughs> Let me lose grace. Like, dude, Miko. We all know Miko's just walking away. With yeah, of course. Like, don't come. Just, just don't come, dude. Like, I mean, he's he's just, gonna he's gonna put a good show. He will. Yeah, he he's will. gonna put a good show. And for the younger athletes, if they don't watch him, they're insane. I mean, you're going to see a games athlete competing in front of you. A legend. It's just like the last competition that we had in uh, with the guys at CrossFit Oxygen, the Kuwait Open that happened in 2018. Yeah. Adrian Moonweiler was there. Really? Yeah. And he's a games athlete. Eek Gilfadar was there as an individual athlete. And she's a games athlete also. Wow. And they really smashed the competition. Wow. They wow. really smashed it. Like, so it was a rare chance dude, to see dude, how a games athlete competed like that. Why aren't there any more little throwdowns here in Kuwait? Like, why aren't some of these gyms like Flair, like CrossFit Circuit Plus, like CrossFit Kuwait, um, Compact, Salam? Why aren't you guys having small throwdowns? 
Like, I don't understand it. The only way athletes are going to get better and the only way your box athletes are going to get better is if they compete. The more you compete, the more you play a game, right, on a stage, the better you're going to be for the bigger ones. Sly? Of course. Why, why aren't we doing that? Of course. Like, like for example, we have a lot of uh, boxes here in Kuwait. And we have You have Flair, CrossFit Kuwait, uh, FDT, Circuit Plus. Like, Flair have their own competition. Circuit Plus have their own competition, the battle. But not not the big ones. I'm talking small, like, small like, yeah, throwdowns. Yeah, yeah, you guys like, had one last like, year, yeah. team throwdown. That was great, that was that was, good. that was really good. Like, yeah, we do this every Ramadan. You have also, like, uh, Circuit Plus, they also have their own throwdown, which is called the Hammer. And I've been speaking with the guys at FDT. I've been speaking with the guys sometimes at CrossFit Create. Like, you should have your own throwdown. It doesn't yeah. need to be a big competition, but a throwdown. It doesn't. It really yeah. doesn't. Because... We're not going to talk about the top athletes. We're going to talk about the potential athletes. Exactly. That, yeah. They they want to test themselves. Like, for example, you have a lot of people who think that they are so good, but they can't. But they, when they have done the qualifiers of the Battle of the East, they didn't qualify. Yeah. So you need to give them like a spotlight and see how they how well they do in a competition and give them exactly. and give them that experience of the competition. Know how yeah. to know how to push themselves that extra. Yeah, mile. of course. It's different when you're doing a wad in a class and a wad on your own. That's it. Completely that's it. different. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's I mean, personally, that's why I'll try and jump into classes every now and then because I'm testing myself against the people that are there. So what about you guys? I mean, you guys do it during Ramadan, Sai. Huh? Now, is there a potential to do more of them? Like, where well, is it? Is it from an organizational perspective? Like, it's just like... No, organizational perspective. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, people are just... It's, there's, it's uh, tough. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things that, like, Flair has in their hands to, like, put another event on. Like, it's the same with uh, Circuit Plus. Yeah. So let's talk about the the other boxes. Like, they have the spot for them. That's true. Like FDT, if you go for their gym, they have a good location. Mm-hmm. Like uh, to do uh, a throwdown, their gym is so big you can do any kind of workout. You don't even need you don't even need a big gym. You don't need you, you don't even it, need you cap it at twelve yes, people. Or you something don't need or a big gym. That's it. You know you can do two days or you can do a month long term. I had I had an idea like before like why there's nothing like a weekly competition something like one day. Yeah. Yeah. And keep doing that for three months. At the end of the three months, you see who was the better team, and you give him a reward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something good. It could be like like a league. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. No, yeah. look honestly, and that's something that I saw for the Project Kuwait. Like us, if someone gave me the space, if they provided the space, and I won't charge a dime. I don't care because I just think it would be fun and it would be good for all of our younger athletes, especially. Just give me the space. I'll leave the rest up to me. I would form a team. We could all do it. And it would be like a league. You wouldn't have to worry about space because you have almost like softball. You know, I've ran mm-hmm. softball leagues. I've ran football leagues before. You just do round robin. And then at the end, you get two teams or two people that get to the finals. That's it. Game over. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, can yeah. do it. It's very easily doable. Because I think in the... <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I think that's, that's what it comes down and to. And it's also sponsor-wise. But why? You like, don't need sponsorship. Like, in the States, like I saw throwdowns, dude, that were pretty decently sized. And it was like you walk away with just a t shirt. You, you don't need know, to have yeah, this yeah, big yeah, extravagant, yeah, I know, I know. like, oh, like what happened to the old days when it was like, all right, just win and claim the rights. Just put your hand up and that's it. You don't need a medal. You and don't need it, any that's of that it. crap. But sometimes here, when you try, like, you want to give a good prize. 
for the people who are coming. Like you saw a lot of good people coming for your competition. So you want to give a good price. So you go and speak to one of the people or some people to sponsor you. Like they feel it like it could be a risk. What's my benefit from that? Mm -hmm. So some people are right. Don't even get me. Don't even get me started on sponsorships in Kuwait. Okay. (laughs) Because I think corporations and I'm not talking about people like sponsoring athletes or sponsoring events or whatever. I'm talking about corporate social responsibility in Kuwait is horrible. That is something, in my opinion, that needs to change compared to the States and in Europe. But we won't even talk about that. That's a whole can of <laughs> That's worms. That's a whole in its own, thing. Dude. You need someone expert yeah. with that. <laughs> dude, look, man, I worked in marketing for a few years. So trust me, I've seen it. Like CSR, corporate social responsibility in Kuwait is almost non-existent. You know, I don't care what you say to me. When you look at how much McDonald's and Pepsi and how much they give in the U.S. in comparison to these big companies here, like, you know, come on. Like, what do we see? Nothing. But for us, like for the athletes, dude, you shouldn't ask for more than a certificate in all honesty. Right. That's right. You know, you're going in it for the experience and it's it's like going to play Friday night football. Friday night that's soccer. it. Yeah, that's it. All right. So sorry. I veered off a little bit. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll go back to BOE. All right. So top three for teams. We haven't talked about teams yet. Top three for teams. There's a lot of teams this year that are really, really, really good. Let's talk about the notable ones, like the guys from Elioth, of course. Uh, Without Miko, though. Without Miko. That's this, a big that's a big difference. That's a big difference. I've heard it's it's James Wright. Yep. The guy whose name his name Bilal Hiraki. Yes. Yeah. And the third guy is Bilal is good though. Bilal is good. Bilal is really good. Bilal is really good. The third guy, I forgot his name. Street Horner, I guess. I think so. You can go back to the other episode, yeah. our our last week's episode with James. Mm-hmm. And James talked about his team a little bit. Yeah, right? that's the if, if it if it was Street Horner, it's gonna be really a good team. Yeah. You have Sam Parking, the head coach at Flair. Yeah, his team is really good. Sam is really improving as an athlete. He's really been improving well. Abdurrahman Suleiman, who was uh, third last year in the individuals. And uh, someone called Lance Castle. I don't know a lot of, uh, about this He's guy. out of Saudi Arabia, from what I heard, right? Abdurrahman Suleiman. One of Abdurrahman Suleiman uh, from Saudi Arabia. From Saudi Arabia. And okay. the guy his name, whose name's uh, uh, Lance Castle, he's from the UK. So Sam's bringing in a couple of ringers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but you got DRD or DRD. I don't, I don't know what Rob's team is called now. I don't, is it DRD? DRD, yeah. Damien, Rob, uh, Rob, and David. Dude, that's, they're really good. They, they're, they're really good. They're, they're extremely dangerous. And when you just look at Damien in itself, I Dam- mean, Damien, like in a workout with weights, he's got to demolish the workout. He's really good. And if you want to go for a max out, he is really strong, mashallah. He's the strongest guy in that competition, in, in my opinion. He's the strongest guy, yeah. Yeah. If Mahdi Boussakhar wasn't there, he's the strongest guy. Oh, Mahdi Boussakhar beats him. Mahdi, Mahdi, he's really good. All right. Yeah. Props but to I don't, Mahdi. But I don't think, but I don't, no, no, I don't think Mahdi is going to compete this year. Yeah. Because he's prepping for the competitions, of course, so he cannot join the battle. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, dude... If you look at it, I mean, Sam's got the gymnastics. We know that. He has also a really good engine. He does. Yeah. Yes, he definitely does. Then you got DRD, where you have, we can't forget about Rob, who I think is a complete athlete. Yeah. All around. 
Regional his, athletes his also. Running game is a little iffy on the run. He's my coach. He'll probably kill me for saying. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably be like, what are you talking about? But in terms of strength, he's an all-around athlete. Mm-hmm. He's got the gymnastics. He's got the weightlifting. And if you put him and Sam in the right workout, Rob beats Sam. And if you put Sam in the right workout, Sam beats Rob. That's right. Yeah. So where do you think those two teams are going to match up in this year's battle? Who do you think takes first? Who do you think takes second? Because mm. right now I'm I'm calling it. One of those teams is first and second. I don't think anyone else is beating them. I'll probably give DRD the lead. Any reason? Well, for me, because I know the athletes more than the athletes of Sam. Like, I don't know a lot of Lance Cancel. Yeah, I don't know they, how, how... They finish the qualifiers first. They finish the qualifiers. That's the qualifiers. That's something else. Yeah, you just need to qualify. So that's something else, entirely else. And in the battle, things are different. But still, I can give the, like, yeah, DRD. Really? Yeah. Even though Sam's a diver, he used to dive. The swimming workout, it's for Sam. That's it. It's done. So, but we'll see about the other workouts, how good the athletes are going to be. Like, I tell you that because I've seen how the guys were good last year with Sam. So, like, even the guy who replaced Sam in the team, David, he's not that bad. He's really good. Where is he out of? He's one of the coaches at CrossFit FDT. And he's really good. His, uh, His lifting is good. His uh, gymnastics is good. So that's why I give the lead for DRD. Okay. All right. Mm. That's an Mm. interesting pick. All right. So before we wrap up, let's go each division, top three. You gave it for the teams. For the teams. You didn't give me number three. Who's number three? Eliath, of course. Eliath? Yeah. You think, though? I mean... If Street Horner wasn't there, things are going to change. A little shaky on Eliath. And, you know, James, I'm talking shit right now. (laughs) He'll probably get me back. But, yeah. But but I totally like, yeah. James is really good. Bilal is good, but not as good as the other athletes, Damien, Sam, and the others. I don't know about the third guy. If it was Street Horner, yeah, things are going to change. If it was someone instead of Street Horner, no, things are going to be difficult for Elias this year. Okay, yeah. interesting. All right, mm-hmm. so now what about Masters? We already know Masters, Miko. Miko Aromba. Miko Aromba. Yep. Ian Holland. Is Ian coming in? I know, Ian's Ian, out this Ian, year, right? Ian was the first last year. I haven't seen his no, name. No, he's this. out. He's I out this seen year. His, I haven't seen his name this year. If he was coming, he's going to be like the first. There's the, the guy, guy who hit himself in the head with the barbell. Right? Yes, this guy. <laughs> and there's one of the guys from... Uh, Which, by the way, is a, probably a fluke accident that will never happen again. But like, he finished the workout first. Yeah, he, dude, the guy's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he's like, really he's, good. He's and he finished the workout athlete. first. He went to the side and he had like applied first aid kit and everything. And then he came back to oh, the workout. Oh, did he crack his head open? Like, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything? He was bleeding and oh, everything. Oh, no yeah. shit, dude. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You have uh, second, one of the guys from Serbia. Igor? Igor. Igor, yeah, yeah. Igor, he's really good. There's two Igors. I was corrected on this today. There's an Igor out of a gym here, and then there's that Igor. Who... No, no, he's out. He's out of He's out of Kuwait. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's out of Kuwait. That's the one who's going to win, right? Uh, yes. I have my cards on him this year. Okay. Now, who do you think is going to be number three? Cause... Igor, Igor Bakic, yes. Igor Bakic. Yes. All right. Who's number three? Because when I was talking with James, James was like, look, number three is completely wide open. He was like, number three could be anyone. There's there's one, there's one, a guy who was the last year competing. If he's competing this year, I haven't been checking the leaderboard, actually. Uh, Chris Comet. I don't think I saw his name. Yeah, not Chris sure. Comet. If it was not him, I could say Salam al-Fadala. Salam al-Fadala, Salam really? al-Fadala. What about Wasim? 
Wasim had a circuit plus. I know what people say. They're like, oh, qualifiers don't tell the whole story. But yes. Wasim finished fifth overall, I think, in the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He's upped his game over the last year. And But let's talk about this. I'm thinking, like, this is my point of view, that Salem didn't give 100% in the qualifiers to be, like, the best in the leaderboard. No, he was, he was just thinking of qualifying because he also has his own competitions as a firefighter. Okay. So, but in the competition, things will be different because I know Salem. Salem has a strong mentality when okay. it comes to competing. And he pushes himself really, really hard. So, like, yeah, I nominate Salem to be the third place in the competition. Salem to be third place. Yes. I didn't even see where Sodom finished in the overall qualifiers. That's what I was looking for right now. (laughs) But, oh, they erased all the qualifiers. I can't even find it anymore. Because I wanted to see where he finished in the qualifiers. But, all right, well, that's going to be interesting. What about Inspire? You got one of your athletes out of Inspire. Mohamed Nasser. Mohamed Nasser. He lifts big weights. Big weights are not not everything. He's really good. He's really good. But I will give him one of the top five, maybe. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's a big guy. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's really good. He's guy. really good. Funny story. I was at Flair the other day. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. My shorts completely ripped open when I was doing my squat. You were in, at Inspire, actually. I was. Yeah. But I was wearing swimming shorts. Okay. <laughs> so in my, my swimming shorts, okay, I was going to go for a swim after. So obviously, I'm just wearing normal swimming shorts, you know, like Nike swimming shorts, whatever, with the mesh underneath. I do a squat clean at my PR Max. I go into the squat and it just rips. Oh, damn. All my shorts, the shorts are just gone from the back. All right. And then I had another squat and then a split jerk. So I did that and like you could see everything. <laughs> everything was completely visible. I put the bar down. I look behind me. Who's sitting there? Hammond Nassau. Hammond Nassau. <laughs> He's sitting right there. And I'm like, oh, man, that's totally embarrassing. That was, but he's definitely a good athlete. He is really a good athlete. So top five, but not top three. I will give him one of the top five. All right. What about Mehdi? Oh, man, where are you putting me in, dude? Come on, man. Mehdi, Mehdi. You have at a least lot of- top, <laughs> at least between 20 and 30. <laughs> oh, no. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how you nah, do. Dude, there's, there's a lot of good competition out there. So I'm not like for me. This is going to lift you up, by the way. Like seeing all these good athletes. Yeah. This is going to lift you up. To be honest, you're thinking way pessimistic this time. But when you go into this competition, it's going to be your first time. You're going to see all these good athletes. You're going to see all the crowd. And the vibes are so, so, so good. This is going to change a lot of things. It's going to give you something that you thought you never had. Yeah, no, yeah. it's understandable, man. I, I personally, I'm just honored to step on the same floor as like Miko, as some of these guys. That's one you thing. You know, that's that's one of the things. Yeah, where I'm that's one at. of the things. I'm competing with Miko. I'm competing with Mohamed Nasser. I'm competing with all these guys that have been doing it for so long. And, you know, I'm going in. It's I've been doing this for a year. So, like, whatever happens, it's it's great for me. You know, I'm a happy camper at the end of the day. So, it's going to be great. Now, top three Arabs, males. Top three. I'm there. One or two? No, one. You're going to give him one? I'm going to give him one. Okay. Yeah, I'm there. Khalid al-Jarallah. Number two, number really? Two, Even though two. he finished three last year. No, he was the second. He was the second he last year? He was the second. Okay. The third was Abdurrahman Suleiman. All right, yes. Yeah, but he's not going to be here this year. He's going to be with the teams. Number three, that's the debate. You have a lot of good athletes. You have Madid al-Sharaf bin Bahrain, Nasr Wayyeh, Ali Jamal, Fahd al-Jarallah, Rakan al-Amiri. Uh, I like it. You're throwing Fahd into the third place spot, really. Fahd, he has a chance. He has a chance this year to be one of the top three. 
Really? Yeah. So do you think do you think there's any way he can beat his brother? Let's start a little brother quarrel. Mm. <laughs> no. Well, there will be a time when we see that. Yeah. Yeah. There will be a time when we see Might that. Might not be now, but it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's, 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 it's coming. It's coming. coming. Yeah. So those are your top three, really. Those are my so top three. So you do see a Kuwaiti on the podium this there year. There has to be, yeah. There will be a Kuwaiti. Really? Uh yeah, just like I told you, because I spoke with him once and he said like last year I had a visa problem, I couldn't attend. Basel Khatamish. If he comes. If he comes, Basel will be in one of the top three. So Basel might take number two. Yeah. He could take number two. So mm. that would leave the third spot, which would be tight between mm-hmm. him and the guys from Bahrain, Qatar, yeah. Saudi Arabia. You got some heavy hitters coming in. Yeah. Khalid Al Hamadim in Qatar. I don't know about Mahmoud Shalan, if he's coming or not. Min Limarat. Majid al Sharaf Mil Bahrain. Salman Badr Mil Bahrain. From Saudi Arabia, I'm not that good with the athletes from Saudi Arabia. In Oman, there's a lot of good people from Oman. Yeah, also. yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. usually come up with some yeah, ringers. Yeah, yeah. They have a good community also. Yeah, they yeah. do. The Omanis, I mean... The Omanis and the Bahrainis are going to be like... Yeah, yeah. they're great. They're Every great. year they do that. What about women, females? Do we see Hajar back in the number one spot? Is that a possibility? That could be a possibility. Or do we see... Shahed. Yep. I give my cards for Shahad. Okay. Yeah, Shahad Budips. You know you go to Inspire, right? <laughs> I go to Inspire. Yeah, I go to Inspire. But I'm an, I'm an honest man. All right, yeah. Like, Shahad really is, like, she's one of the best athletes I've seen. She has really good endurance. She's a soccer player also. Football, okay. Football wow. player, yeah. Wow. All right, yeah. And she has really good gymnastics. No, her gymnastics is really, really, really that good. And her lifting game is good. Everything is good. All right. Who's who, Amna bin Bahar? Number two is Amna. Amna bin Bahar. She's out of UAE also. UAE yeah, also. Cross, okay. from, CrossFit, from CrossFit Metalize. She's in the same gym with Shad. Okay. Three, I would give it to Hajar. Okay. Mm-hmm. James brought up someone who is coming from Jordan, I think. A female out of Jordan. James talked about it in the last episode. And he was like, she's really good. You know, she's new. She's been doing CrossFit not too long, but she's really good. I'd have to go back to the episode and listen to that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've talked about everything CrossFit. All right. We'll save the worst part for the last, which is the powerlifting. Powerlifting. All right. No, I know we've had you here for a while. You've been looking at your watch, man. No, no. I've been getting a lot of no- notifications. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, oh, I, I keep seeing you look at your watch. I'm like, oh, dude, is the guy going to go? Am I yapping too much over here? Like, what's going on, man? <laughs> but... All right, powerlifting real quick. So who do you have? We'll start lightweights and move our way up to the big heavyweights. Who do you have for the females? Well, from the female side, I'm expecting a lot from Haya. I'm expecting, no, I'm really expecting a lot from Haya to do really good this year. Uh, I'm not that good with the athletes from uh, from the powerlifting side with the female side. I mean, well, there's, yeah. there's, uh, uh, there's also Alexandra. Uh, the Serbian coach as inspired. She's, she's, we, I mean, she, her Wilk score beat all the guys last year. She's so good. She is. She is so good. Like today, I've been seeing her, like, she's been hitting three sets of three of 135 kg, which is going to be like, whoa. I'm doing the math. Yeah. Hey, can hit that. <laughs> hey, can hit that for three. <laughs> she uh, killed yeah. me for saying that too. And <laughs> also, like, she's, she's so strong, like, improving very well. Very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, from the side of the guys, I'm expecting one of the guys from Bahrain ca- uh, coming this year. I can't recall the name, but he's 18 years old. And in the last power meet that was in uh, Megabox, he really did well. 
like taking second place and I think he beat it Bob Boson that day. Really? He was wow. really strong, really strong for an 18 years old kid. Jesus. And you don't say that he's a kid. He's like a Hulk, mashallah. Mashallah. He's really big. Like I've, I've first time I've seen him, first time I've, I've seen him and I said hi to the guys. His friend told me like, guess his age. I said, I'm not guessing. Just tell me. 18. What? <laughs> 18 <laughs> years old. Damn. So he yeah. hasn't even gotten man strength yet. Because you, you know, you know, the older you get, the, yeah, the yeah, strength yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. develops. There. He's really strong. Like in, in the next five years, he's going to be something. He's going to be wow. really something. I hope to see him this year. I hope so. All right. So we got that. What about out of the Kuwaitis? Do you, I mean, I don't foresee any Kuwaitis stepping on the podium in the powerlifting. I really, I would find it hard to see with some of the heavy hitters that are coming in from Dubai. You got Dan, I, you got Tom. You yes. Got, you know, yes. you got all these guys. You got, I don't know if Patrick, uh, the guy who runs uh, Desert Barbell, if he's coming in too, he can, he, dude, he can hit some serious ways. I think also maybe Chris Patterson will be here this the year. The British dude? Yeah. Apparently he's going to break a world record. They're saying he's going to break, break the world bench press record, which is great. It's a, that would be a great It's show. good. Yeah, he's he's been improving. He's been a coach in Flair, and he was uh, the weightlifting coach in, in Flair, and he switched to powerlifting, which was which was really good for him. Like, it wasn't something bad. No, it was really good for him. So he coming to the battle will be really good to see. And um, I don't know about the Kuwaitis. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of tough time in this power in this powerlifting uh, competition. There's one Lebanese guy, Daniel. He's is he here in Kuwait? He's here in Kuwait. Ah, he I see him. Yeah, yeah, he I works out him. in uh, Barbell Club. Yeah, Kuwait Barbell Club, and yeah. he is really strong. He is really strong, dude. There's there's another guy, and I think he's flying under the radar. Who's here in Kuwait? I don't know what gym he's at. It's not Barbell Club. There's another Lebanese guy, and dude, that guy he pulls some serious freaking weight. He pulls some serious weight. The powerlifting meet this year. It's the first time that's that's like the battle hosting this kind of a, uh, of an event. We're gonna see a lot of surprises. Personally, I wish. I honestly wish they kept the floor separate between the Arabs and the non-Arabs, mm -hmm. just because we haven't been doing it as long. I mean, let's be realistic. It's the same with CrossFit. You know, the reason why we don't open it up is because let's be realistic. If we let, you know, Damien and these guys come into BOE for the individuals, they'd walk away with it. You could say so. They, they would. I you mean, let's, so. let's be realistic. You could say so. You know, they just, but they've been doing it for longer, you know, like from that perspective. But same thing with the powerlifting. For me, I don't like it. I prefer to be mixed. You have to be like interacting with those people. I agree. I agree you have 100%. to see. You have to see them. You have to know how it feels when you compete against them. Mm -hmm. Like for you, competing against Miko Oromba is going to be different when you're being in the individual in the individual side and competing with the, the Arab only. No, you're competing with a a games athlete level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. You're going to see how he works. You're going to see how he like pacing out all the workouts and how he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And that's, that's, I'm obviously I'm in the heat after him, nah. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm going to be watching how he deals with that first workout and how he breaks it down. I was telling someone today when they were like, oh, so, you know, are you, are you worried if there's a run? I said, no, I'm just going to make sure that I can keep Miko in sight and I know I'll finish in top 10 because Miko used to be a, like he was he was a runner. The guy's you want to talk about an engine. He's got an engine. Mm -hmm. So if I can keep sight on him, I'm not saying keep close to him. Keep <laughs> keep sight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I know I might have a chance at finishing better. You know, if trying to keep pace with these guys, it's only going to move you up higher in the bar. 
the only way you get to be the best is if you play the best. Of course. Right? I that's mean, right. That's you can right. say that yeah, about that's football, right. basketball, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. sport. Yeah, that's right. It's the, it, had, it, it was the same debate in football when we had Australia coming to the AFC. Uh, and they started doing the competitions and the World Cup qualifiers in uh, the Asian region. And all the Arab countries were complaining that, why did you add them to the AFC? They've taken the chance against us and everything. And that's the problem. If you're complaining from now, what are you going to do? When it's going to be, when, 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 when will you have the mentality yeah. of thinking like, I'm going to win the World Cup? Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Now things are changing. Now Australia is not as strong as before. All the countries are getting better and everything. So that's, th- that's something that, that might happen in the future for us also in powerlifting and CrossFit. Pushes the game up. No, yes, right, pushes dude. the game up. You have to think of it. Like we've been going to CrossFit BSK lately, you and me. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah, like I like the way CrossFit BSK are doing their own PE programming for the kids over there. How to start with the squat, to start with the deadlift from a young age, implementing these movements over these young kids. So in the future, in any sport, maybe, for example, CrossFit, they want to compete in CrossFit. Uh, they're going to do really good. John was telling me yesterday about one of the athletes he has in uh, CrossFit BSK, Hussein Marafi. He's 17 or 16 years old. I know Hussein. Yeah. Hussein used to be a baseball player. Really? Hussein used to be a baseball player. I know him very well, and I know his brother. I know his dad. He was a hell of a baseball player, too. Nice. That's really good. That kid's an all-around athlete, mashallah. And his brother, Hessen, Dirbalik, Hessen, I'm not going to say this because I think think they listen to the show, but I think Hessen's a little bit better. Oh, we'll see. I think Hessen's got a little little bit more on Hussein. Well... We have to see that on the floor. I think I'd put my money on Hessen. We'll have to put that on the floor. We'll have to see that on the floor. And he's really getting good. Like his yeah. his lifts are getting good. He's he has a two two five power clean or a squat clean. I guess I haven't. I'm not sure, but he has that number as a clean for a young age, yep. seventeen years old. Thirteen he's really, bar muscle ups in a row the other day. Thirteen bar muscle. Uh, yeah, thirteen bar muscle ups. If he continues in the, in this road, he's gonna be really a hot shot. Yeah. In the games, yeah, no, yeah. He, he definitely will be because he started in a young age. He yep. started in a young age. Yeah, that's it. It's going to make a huge difference. Definitely going to mm-hmm. make a huge difference. Th- that's the thing. Like yesterday, I've been going there and I'm seeing the sample of how well equipped CrossFit BSK is for a school to have rowers and bikes and wall walls and dumbbells and barbells and everything they need for CrossFit. Like, why can't we do this for our local schools? Yeah, yeah. This is a good example, really. In our local schools, we don't have after-school activities. Nothing. All the private schools in Kuwait, they have after-school activities. Or most of the teachers, like, we're, they're really doing a good job. They're finishing at 5 o'clock, sometimes 6, sometimes 7. Like, the guys at CrossFit BSK, they finish their last class at 6, which then they, they like doing these kind of things. So why are we not doing this in our local schools? We've, we start from 7.30, we finish at, at 1.30, and that's it. If you want to go to a competition, the PE teacher comes to you. You look good. Come on, let's take you to a competition. It's just like last time our principal was saying, like, my son was in, in his school, in high school. And uh, one of the PE teachers just told him, like, okay, you're going to come with us for a 100 uh, race, 100 meter race. But I'm a handball player. It doesn't matter. Just come. And he took third. Wow. Yeah, and he took third. If you have a good eye, if you have these kind of clubs, like track and field club, football club, basketball club, after school, just put it. That's how, you, that's how you breed athletes. Yeah. Man. That's how you breed athletes. Yeah, of course. I mean, look at the model in the States. I mean, in the States, you know, you finish school, 
you're going straight to practice. That's you know, it. There's no, there's no going home. It's that finished school. You go straight to baseball practice, football that's practice, it. That's whatever. That's exactly practice. it. And even before, when I was a kid, dude, I used to be a diver. Believe it or not, I'll see a club again. And they came to the school. They literally came to school. They all gave us like a little test to see if we could do some basic gymnastics, like, you know, roly poly somersaults and stuff. They said, okay, they picked 15 of us. We all went to Lazia Club. Then they split us 15. Seven went to diving. Seven went to eight went to gymnastics or whatever. I stayed in diving because I enjoyed it. You know, I was a fish. I love the water. But we had that. And then after that, the bus came and picked me up every day. Every day after school, the bus would pick me up. They don't do that anymore. No. That's sad. No. It's really sad, dude. They do it. Like this way, the coach comes to the school, gets into the class. Okay, class, all of you get up. You, 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 come with me. He sees the kid, how well built he is. Okay, I'm going to take you for a, a volleyball team. I'm going to take you for a handball team. I'm going to take you for a basketball team. And that's wrong. That's it? That's it. Dude, like, I was like, a fat kid, by the way. Like the, like the morning exercises we have at school, this very old, boring routine. Like with all due respect to all our PE teachers who are working hard to do something, but they're not. You cannot just keep continuing the same way of morning exercises, just rolling over themselves and clapping. And you say that's an exercise. No, that's not an exercise. You ha- the like students start coming from to school from six thirty. So why don't you really put an exercise from six thirty to seven thirty, a proper exercise like running, burpees, jumping, these kind of things. You don't need to have this squats, air squats, squats. Any, yeah, anything, <laughs> yeah. anything. You don't have to put these kind of exercises. You don't have to put like uh, this morning gathering for the students. They don't have to listen for the uh, the radio show every day at school. Just give them an exercise. You know how many how many obese kids we have at school? Not our school, in a lot of schools. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, we did a whole show on diabetes and our obesity rate for teenagers i think one of the experts said that we're like third in the world if not second yeah and like that, it's an alarming rate and, that, and that's it if you go to all the schools like the funny thing is that the students continue doing these morning exercises till they until they graduate from high school wow that's wrong that is wrong and they actually do competitions for the best morning exercises in, in, in the schools. What do they do? Like, I mean, I remember my old, my days, it was like stomp, stomp, clap, clap, stomp, stomp, clap, They still clap. do that. Are you kidding they me? They still do that. Dude, that's not even an exercise. That's, that's not an exercise. And clapping. That's not an exercise. And they compete against other schools to have the best. Did you do the game the other day? You put a game on uh, your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? That looked that, awesome, man. Yeah, heads, toes, shoulders. With the ball, with the ball, that yeah. was, dude, that was, yeah, epic. that was, a, that was a fun game. Like you can, you can do that, but like you can do proper exercises. Like every Thursday, we have to do some like games to make the students move. And the problem is, is that when you speak with the people in the ministry and you suggest these kind of things to them, no, they don't take it. I don't know why they don't take it, but this is the good thing for the school. Dude, it's extra work, man. Extra work. It's extra work. Extra <laughs> That's work. What it comes down. Extra to. work. Extra money, of course, but you will know how good this they is. Don't, they don't see the value in it. They, don't, know, they, they, don't. They, they don't. They won't see the value. And it's sad because what you're bringing up is it lessens the medical costs of our country, <laughs> you know, by it, not having obese kids with high blood pressure and whatever it else. It is. It is like if you come to our school, we have a gym and it's not, it hasn't been used for 10 years. Like there's equipments inside and everything. There was only one kid I know him since I came to school. And he was the only one who was using the gym. 
That's it. What was in the gym? There was like pull-up bars and some bodybuilding uh, machines and something like wow, that. You got you're in a good school, man. What school? But like, like in my day, we didn't have no we gym. Didn't, <laughs> we didn't have these kind of things. Also in my days, but not used for ten years. Yeah. Now that's the problem. Wow. Like the room is really good with a good size, and you can put all, any equipment you want. So what 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 do PE teachers do? Do they still do what they used to do when I was a kid? Take a soccer ball, throw it out, say "Yella, go play." That's it. They still do that. That's man. it. Wow. That's it. That is the PE class when there's a test, like they do tests for the students. Okay, we're gonna do push-ups, squats, and you're gonna run around the field, and that's it. That's not the way we do it. That's not the way you do it. Like when I see how the system works in the private schools and how the system works in local schools. And you want to do that, they will say like, yeah, because they're private schools. So what? So you should follow that model. <laughs> so what? Just follow the model. Just do it. Like, I don't have a problem of uh, sending a presentation about CrossFit BSK to the ministry and tell them like, this is a proper workout, yeah. a proper PE class. Dude, they, they've turned out, I mean, I don't know if you heard her episode, Seja. Yeah. When they turn out athletes like Seja and now Sam Arafi. Ah, dude, they're doing. They they've got the secret sauce. Yeah, they've got the secret sauce. Like they've got one heck of a program into the community. The community is so great. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I was telling you know my coach Rob. I mean, he yelled at me today. He's like, well, not yelled at me, but he was like, yeah, well, you'd be you'd be able to do your workout today if you weren't if you were resting yesterday. <laughs> and sometimes it's good to get a breath of fresh air. You know, work out outside, you know, meet new people. And it's just, they, they have such a good vibe over there. Yeah. You know, what they're doing with the kids too. It's just, it's even that much better. Like, honestly, BSK was on my list of schools for DJ just because of their CrossFit program. You should put him. You should take him there. Uh, I, was, I was a little iffy. I was a little iffy, mainly because it's in Selwa. So the traffic there is, I mean, traffic anywhere is bad. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in general, I mean, I'm hoping... ASK and UAS and all these other schools. I'm trying to name off schools, so I don't. I'm not mm -hmm. affiliated. We're not affiliated with any brand here. But they all follow suit what BSK is doing because they have written the model. I think for a lot of schools to follow. That's exactly right, and I really, really like how John is doing his work over there. Like I'm, I am really impressed. Yeah. I'm really impressed. Like also the programming. Uh, if you talk about the programming and how he is developing teenagers, that's perfect. That is really perfect. And their programming is good, too. Their yeah. programming is for everybody. That's exactly the point I told I'm talking my, about. I told my mother yesterday, I told my mother, I was like, Ma, because she's always complaining. She's like, oh, you know, I can't go to a gym. I need to get in shape first. I'm like, you, you go to a gym to get in shape. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? It's typical. You know, she's, you know, bless her. And she's like, you know, uh, well, I don't know what to do. I was like, look, go to CrossFit BSK. You know, they have an easy program. The coaches are great. They give you the right cues. They John came over to me and he knocked me down a weight. I couldn't believe it. I haven't been knocked down a weight in a long time. He was like, are you sure you want to do those for the workout? I was like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, why don't you bring it down? I had 50 pound weights. He goes, why don't you bring it down to 40s? <laughs> I was like, all right, man. I was like, I'm here to learn, <laughs> you know? So, but it was really cool because I haven't had a CrossFit coach really do that in Kuwait since Dan, Dan Edwards. Mm-hmm who like knocked me down and weight back in the day and john he's really good at that rebecca she's a great coach too like they've got they've just got a good system going there 
You should stick with a good system. Right? Yeah, you should stick with a good system. Yeah, that's it. But, I mean, let's be fair. We still do have some local gyms that do have good systems, and they still turn out really good athletes, CrossFit Kuwait being one of them. Yeah, there. that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for, these boxes are doing good from their side. CrossFit BSK for the teenagers are doing really good from their side. Yeah. And I really hope that our schools, like, follow their model. Yeah. Like, come on. Well, come on, man. You're a teacher. That's what, I'm I'm trying to push it now. Like really, I'm trying to push it. You know what the problem here in Kuwait is though? Is that if you're one of those guys that push something, it's like we'll shift you over to the side. And we take it for us. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. When they see that how because I know you really need to talk with people who can do things in the ministry. Like t- sit with them, tell them like one, two, three. That's it. How does it cost? How can you do it? Where do we do it? Like our school has a lot of space. We have a field where which is which is not used. You can put a building over there just like CrossFit BSK and you can do out your own CrossFit thing. And that's it. You want it to be more perfect. We don't want the student's parent to worry about it. Just send them a sample and tell them to come also to school to see how things work. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Like right. I'm, t- I'm talking about maybe 30 to 40 students in CrossFit BSK after school sometimes go to the, to the, go to the classes. That's not something like little. No, that's that's a lot maybe. Yeah. And it, I mean, parents and, you know, people in the ministry don't understand what this does for a child's development. I mean, CrossFit, I love and I hate CrossFit. Okay. I love CrossFit because it reintroduced squats, it reintroduced deadlifts, it reintroduced all the major movements, right? Mm-hmm. Not only that, but for the younger kids, it builds up confidence. Like for these young kids, right? I mean, you can attest to this. When you see your teacher, when a kid gets something, how high does their confidence get? Yeah, that's it. We have an athlete in Flair. His name is Abdullah Tahar. He's 14 years old. He's taking the same steps as Hussein. And he was really fat. Now he lost a lot of weight. His barbell cycle is really good. He's doing really good at workouts. And uh, he's improving a lot because and he wasn't afraid of CrossFit. No, he wanted to learn something new. He wanted to be good at this thing. Maybe I don't want to be good at football or basketball. I want to be good at this thing. And he's really doing good. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking like. Give them the chance. Give them the chance. Even in local schools, like, halas, give the, we're, in, we're getting into 2020 and you're still stomping and clapping. <laughs> and <laughs> they were doing they, that. They were doing yeah, that stuff in my day. Man. Yeah, and, and literally they're doing a yearly competition for the best gathering that does the stomping and clapping like why are you kidding me dude like why really why so how has that not changed over the years i still don't understand i don't understand too like i really don't understand it's something that boggles me in terms of like we've been doing the same shit for generation after generation our education system has gone so far downhill it's not even funny how crappy it is now and we continue just to roll on the same thing they just continue at that i don't know how they're gonna change things maybe there are people who are trying to change but just like you said they don't want to do that extra work what do you think the future holds for our young athletes do you think we're gonna see the best ones now coming out of private schools i can say that i can say that not just private schools also like football academies there's a lot of football academies in kuwait that now are taking a lot of kids and they have good coaches like uh, from inside Kuwait and outside Kuwait. They have good coaches 
and the clubs are eyeing on those uh, football academies to take some good athletes. But do you think it's become a business now? It's here. It is sports. I mean, sports it, in general. Do you sports, think it's just become a business? Yeah, it's beca- it's becoming a business. Do you trust it? Do you, it's becoming a business. You have to. But do no. But do you trust it? Like honestly, I mean, like there's a lot of football academies here in Kuwait, but not all of them are the best. Like I know one of the football academies. It's uh, here in the scientific club. It's one of uh, it's uh, for one of my friends, and he's been producing the best players around the year like it's not just like that it's not just bringing the kids okay let's do some football passes or something like that no i'm gonna take you to a trip where we're gonna go to spain we're gonna go to barcelona football club we're gonna interact with the players and we're gonna interact with the coaches i'm gonna bring you a good coach that's gonna change the whole game for you and he's really good and he's a, he had a lot of football players from that football academy that went to different clubs in Kuwait. Kuwait club, Qatsiya, Arabi, Kalma. They've been taken from because they're good. And he's been like, he's caring about them. So you think the privatization of sports is actually more beneficial for us you at have, the end? It's good. But it, what about... It's good in the end because you need someone who can like give you a financial support. No, that's true. Money is money is, isn't everything, but money is a huge factor. Yeah, but come on, we have so many in sports, and I'm not saying Kuwait, so we mm-hmm. don't. You know, I, I never we never talk politics on the show, but in general, in sports and with government, I think sports and government should always be separate because there's always levels of corruption that go on. I mean, we saw it with FIFA. You know, like there's so many different levels of corruption, especially when you get government involved. Now, when it's private, that corruption you can put the government only on the observation side. Yeah. Don't let them control. That's it. If you want it like that. That's it. But you don't think that there's still higher levels of corruption? I'm saying private sector, there really isn't corruption because, you know, they're trying to make money. So yeah, because, they're going to streamline the business. Yeah, it's their system. If they have corruption, the system is going to be uh, devoured and it's going to fall down on its face. Versus where you have when people go to, like, the government entities for youth and sports and they get them to like authorize them as a club or whatever, and they start getting funding and whatnot, that's when I see the levels of corruption take off. You know, There are certain sports where you have no business going to the United States for tournaments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't. You're going there for a holiday. That's what it came. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And you use government money to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, yeah. You don't want to go to China. You don't want to go to Japan, the countries that are closer. No, you're going to go to the U.S. because it fits your vacation plan. And we see that a lot, you know, with sports and governments around the world. Not in Kuwait. I'm saying around the world for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, so. There's also the problem of uh, appreciation. Like, for example, they appreciate the football players more than the other sports. Like, for example, Mahdi Busakhar. Mahdi Busakhar, he took first place in golf competition or, yeah, I think it was first place or second place. I can't remember the competition, but it was like three, four months ago. He took the gold medal and there was no huge appreciation from the government side. Well, when you see the football team winning an, an unrecognized football tournament, Khaliji, still unrecognized. You see the whole stadium is full and everyone is giving them like 1,000 KD, a new car or something like that. Okay. But then when they come to the official competition, the World Cup qualifiers, they're suddenly (laughs) either out or just like what happened to us uh, for three, four years 
we're stopped from sport. Yeah. We're banned from sports. Which I think killed soccer in Kuwait. Killed it. I think it killed, killed it. Killed it 100%. I commentate on football games. And sometimes I wish that I didn't take the game. Wow. Yeah. They complain about the commentators. Okay, I know you complain about the commentators, but you see the game. Are you actually seeing the game? That's the problem. <laughs> you see what we are trying to do. Like, there is nothing to speak about. Okay, I had maybe, if I had 10 pages of information and I finished the 10 pages of information, there's still nothing to do. Yeah. Like, really. Mostly, that's what I see mostly in the in the games. The player fakes his injury and sit, sit downs at on the ground. And his team is winning. He sits sit downs on the ground waiting for the first aid kit or the ambulance to come and to pick him up from the field or something like that. That's mostly the game. <laughs> Wallah. Wow. Wow, man. We got a long way to go in sports. That's definite. The system needs to change drastically. <laughs> it it drastically. really does. It really does. And look, I'll use baseball as an example here in Kuwait. Everyone that is running baseball in Kuwait right now, and I'm talking from the Arab side, not one of them has played the sport. Can you believe that? Not one of them, not one of the guys that is running the show in baseball from the Kuwaitis has ever stepped foot on a baseball field. Why is he then going? I don't. Well, I mean, come on, it's you know, it's Kuwait, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they get a couple of expats, and it's like, all right, yeah, you guys can, you guys can run it. You know, and it's interesting. It's just interesting how we operate, and we just continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. I think it was Einstein that said the insanity is when you just do the same thing that doesn't work over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just us. You know, we're like a dog chasing its tail. <laughs> That's it, Rolla. That's it. There's a lot of things in in our country that needs to change. That's true. Well, yeah. hopefully, dude. I mean, you you're you're a shepherd for the youth, man. You're a teacher, so hopefully, you can lead that change, dude. We're trying. I'm trying. Uh, at the moment, I'm trying to do something. Maybe after school, like from one thirty to two thirty, after we finish, or from two uh, o'clock to three o'clock. A class, a boot camp class for the people who want to join. Like we have the place that change. We have the knowledge. We have some good guys in the gym who knows workouts and these guys. We can take the help of the coaches in Kuwait, maybe from Flair, maybe from Circuit Plus, maybe from any other box and use these kind of things. Wow, man. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, honestly, like whatever help you need from, from me personally, I'm definitely down to help out in any capacity possible. I mean, right now I'm looking for 10 kids. That want to play baseball, I can teach them, and I can take them to a tournament in Japan and a tournament in Dubai. So, like, if you got 10 kids that want to learn a new sport, I'd definitely give my time for it. I've always volunteered my time for Why not? Man. Yeah, why not? They like throwing stuff a lot, so I think they would like the yeah, game. Yeah, dude, Kuwaitis have good arms, man. We threw, dude, we threw rocks all the time, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we have this all the time. You just give them your back and then... I know, right, dude? Right? I mean... That's where I learned how to throw. It was like we used to throw rocks over the wall and hit cars. Yeah. That's so bad. But <laughs> that's what we used to do. And it was whoever threw the rock the furthest. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I got a good arm from it. But anyways, dude, thanks for your time, man. No it's, problem. It's been a long one today. It's but it was my a pleasure. Lot of, it was a lot of fun, brother. Hopefully we get pleasure. to do this. After the BOE, I'm calling you out on the show. We're going to do a wrap up after that and talk about BOE. Or we're just going to bring you back on just to hash out about we politics. We have to. We have to. Politics have, and government. We have weird. to bring also one of the guys from BOE. We have to bring Bedr al-Benna. So Bedr al-Benna? Yes, we have to bring him. All right. Okay, yeah. man. I'll leave, I'll leave that one to you, dude. I'll speak to the guy. And after BOE, we'll see you, inshallah. All right. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, 
please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.